Hello, fam. Thanks for joining in. I'm zooming in on our Mobile Friendship Church Studios unit. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor Matt Clausen and Pastor Joe Farber are joining in and discussing the spread of the gospel to Ireland. What do you know about Maywin Suka? Well, you may just learn some more really soon. Thanks for engaging with us. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, church fam, Pastor Joel here and reminding you it is time to go, go where you say. Well, that's the title of the next series starting on March 14th. We'll hear from Steiger Ministries, crew missionaries, Dirk and Lorna Johnson, and we'll end this series with the triumphal entry of Christ. Don't miss this series. For us to join God's work in reaching the lost, we must go. Looking forward to seeing you at Prior Lake and Shockbee. Thanks for joining in. We're so glad to have you. And as we reflect on St. Patrick's Day, there are just a few things that uh, that we need to discuss. And uh, Joel, maybe at this point, you can add some uh, some good Irish folk music right here. Do you think you can do that for us, Joel? <laughs> yep. Can you hear it? There it is. Awesome. I'm getting down with it. I, I want a river dance right now. Well, hey, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about St. Patrick's Day and and maybe just what we think of when we think of St. Patrick's Day. So I, I don't know, guys, Matt, Joel, when you think of St. Patrick's Day in general terms, what do you think? Be honest, go. I think of a great line from the movie The Fugitive from a number of years ago where hmm. one of the agents says about the St. Patrick's Day parade, if they can dye the river green for this one day... Why can't they dye it blue the rest of the days? <laughs> what? Uh, That's a good, good point. I good point. I, what do you think, Joel? I immediately think of my older brother for some reason. He uh, he looks good in the color green. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why I think of my older brother. He just likes... Uh, I think St. Patrick's Day, maybe, or he has a, a shirt with a clover on it. Uh, <laughs> but then I think about other things, Kenny, like things that are dyed green, like Matt just said, people dye things green on St. Patrick's Day. Like one of my favorite right. you know, it, beverages, the uh, the Shamrock Shake. Yeah, yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, nothing says St. Patty's Day like uh, the Shamrock Shake. Yes. I. You know, I... It's funny because just from just from a cultural perspective, there is no way that we would connect it to a religious celebration, right? I mean, right. there's usually you think of you think of beer, you think of getting drunk, you think of green, you think of parades, um, but but you generally don't think of the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? I mean, that I I think that's true. Do you would you guys agree with that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an amazing story that is, could have been tragic really quick where uh, a a wealthy family in what we would consider Great Britain uh, in, uh, you know, the 400s, roughly the fifth century, they're, they're 
they're doing well. They're the family uh, are believers. They love the Lord, except for their teenage son, Maywin. And Maywin is just kind of living life and taking advantage of his place in the world. And suddenly some marauders come in and they scoop up Maywin Sukut and some others and they take them to what, what would be modern day uh, Ireland. And during this time, Maywin has just, uh, he's forced to be isolated. He's forced to be out on the countryside where he remembers the God of his family. And during that season, he spends a lot of time in prayer and seeking God and trying to remember some of the the scriptures that had been shared in his family. And at, at any rate, after some time, he has a dream. And in this dream, he's led to a boat where he escapes. And so when he wakes up, he follows the uh, the directions of this dream and eventually makes his way back home. Of course, his family's ecstatic to see him. And in during this time, he identifies that he believes the Lord is calling him into full-time ministry and gets educated. And in getting educated, he also believes the Lord is not just sending him into full-time ministry, but sending him back to Ireland, a mm. place where he knows language, but also a place where um, he he was abused. And he's going back to his abusers mm-hmm. with the gospel. Um, as was, and, and in, in the Orthodox uh, religion, it's still pretty common for people when they're ordained to take on a new name. Maywin Suka takes on a new name and it's Patrick mm-hmm. and he goes to Ireland. So in going to Ireland, he's he's faced several times with um, uh, kings, with uh, druid priests, and uh, as history records, there were some some pretty amazing miracles. And overall, the land uh, the land became Christian. And and he it, it's to me it's a pretty profound situation, you guys, where he's taking some cultural norms. And and making them, uh, making the using them as tools to communicate the gospel. I mean, hmm. you're probably familiar with the three leaf clover, for example, and uh, he uses that to talk through the Trinity. Hmm. Um, he the art, of course, was was a really big thing in Ireland during the, those times, and and art really flourishes under the church in Ireland during that time, and and perpetuates. The gospel, and you may be familiar with the Book of Kales and uh, and some other things. But God did an amazing work through Patrick, and um, I, I don't know. As we're preparing for our missions program, I just thought it was really important to remember some saints of the past. And this is this is kind of a softball uh, for us, and an obvious one that we can grab a hold of. Yeah, for a little for a little over the last uh, ten years or so. Our family has really taken some time to remember Patrick's story and uh, and talk about the spread of the gospel on St. Patrick's Day, and so um, it 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 holds a special place to us as a family. And I don't know, just as as you're hearing this story, are there some things that that jump out to you? Well, and I think that the practice that you've described within your family is a great reminder that we can take people who've had a significant impact within the church 
and remember the lessons that we learn from their lives, uh, we don't need to reject those lessons just because we don't understand them to be saints in the same sense that the Catholic Church does. We don't need to reject their legacy because uh, the Catholic Church has perhaps inappropriately venerated them. Uh, we can instead hmm. learn those lessons and celebrate the scriptural principles that have been lived out in their lives. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, I think... Uh, yeah, that's really good. I, I, I think those are important. You know, the scripture talks about being surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Hmm. And, and if it's true that, that we graduate from this life into eternal life, then the reality is we never die. And if God's the God of the living, then, I, and, and these saints have gone on and they're, they're with the Lord. I, I think it's appropriate for us to remember them. Um, we don't worship them. We don't pray to them. Uh, but we do remember them and the work of God in their lives. Um, there have been some people that have used uh, Patrick's story to tell how the gospel has spread to the United States, you know, how, how it went from being a, a Jewish sect, and then it goes into the Roman Empire, and then it becomes Roman, and, uh, and, and then it goes up into Ireland, but it becomes Irish. It has, it has to you know, declothe itself from the culture that it's in to reach the people that, that need to hear the gospel. And the, the fear is always that we clothe the gospel with our culture, and that, that becomes problematic pretty quick. And we see that as we look at the lives of the saints that have gone before us. What do you think, Joel? Yeah, you know, uh, well, actually, I have two questions for you, Kenny. And the first one is this. Uh, you you'd mentioned that you and your family kind of hold dear the St. Patrick's Day. And uh, just curious why or how that might have started. Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, when the kids were little, they heard they heard the story. I think we had a a, a book, uh, and it talked about St. Patrick. And I, I can't remember if it was a coloring book or what it was, but at any rate, we had this book, and the kids heard the story, and I heard the story like uh, in its entirety in a different way than I had in the past. And it just connected with our family and. And we just decided at that point, you know, we we need to remember this story because obviously no one else does or few people do. And uh, the story is not being perpetuated. Uh, so so it started from there. And yeah, we we just tell the story um, uh, to remind us of of what God does in and through his people. Yeah, the. Uh... The other thing I've been thinking about ever since you said St. Patrick's real name, Maywin Suka, I uh, <laughs> would you agree with me if he were alive in this day and age, Maywin Suka would be a UFC fighter? <laughs> he would have to be. Sounds like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know he was. Yeah, that's a tough dude right there. Right. Um, you know, being being enslaved the way that he was. And then going back and getting his education, and then returning to the people who had who had captured him in the land that of uh, of, of a people that didn't respect uh, him, his background, his practice. 
the the nation, the Roman Empire that his family represented. They didn't respect that. And and he went back. Yeah, that's a tough dude. Yeah, in his day, UFC stood for undercover for Christ in Israel. <laughs> or, I mean, in Iran. Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> yes. In Ireland. Oh, my. UFC. Yes. I like that. Yes. Hey, yes. Uh, Kenny, as you... You know, a lot... Go ahead. Kenny, as you've spent time uh, just processing St. Patrick and spending time with your family with this, what are what are key lessons that we can learn in terms of spreading the gospel with people we know uh, from the life of St. Patrick as you've as you've processed some of this? Yeah, well, uh, that that maybe is a question that I can divide up, and, and and so let me just start with a general overview. You know, the the gospel comes out of Israel, and it's definitely Jewish. And it goes into uh, the Roman Empire, and it has to, for it to reach Rome, it has to be declothed of um, of cultural, um, I don't know, biases. And then, and then, as it's in Rome, it gets clothed or Romanized, and it has to declothe itself of that Romanization to go into Ireland. And then when it spreads in Ireland or from Ireland, it, it has to declothe its Irish uh, um, looks. And so, so what I what I've gotten out of that through the years is, you know, what is what is the essential gospel? What's the essential gospel message? And sometimes um, the message, or rather the culture, gets in in the way of the message. The message we know is for everyone throughout the world. It's not, even though it has its roots in Israel, it's not exclusively a, a, a Jewish message. Um, even though right now, I, you know, we're, we're in the United States, I'm preaching from uh, an, an American context, and in, in some ways it has put on uh, some, some American wardrobes, but that that root that the gospel is is pure and it's good and it's for everyone and if we can if we can somehow uh free it from the cultural norms when we're speaking to people outside of our culture i, I think that's that's not just a good it's necessary um so from from maywin uh saint patrick specifically though I think there there are some things uh, that we can that we can take up. One that all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Like I see that principle work out in Patrick's life a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he has a couple of writings where he talks that through in a little bit more detail, um, and it's it's super interesting. But it, you know, instead of running from uh, from his hurts, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, even though he is victimized, he doesn't stay in that position. Uh, he allows God's work through him and in him, and he boldly proclaims what he knows to be true. And that's that Jesus loves everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And, and uh, Patrick lives that out. And so those are a couple of lessons that I think stand out in my mind 
uh, as I've looked at St. Patrick through the years. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Kenny. Absolutely. Are there, are there, is there anything that you guys see that stand out to you as you're hearing this story, maybe, maybe from a fresh perspective today? Yeah. I don't know. Just the things you've shared. I like hearing that there's a deeper background to this and, um, you know, learning this will give me some cool things to talk about as, you know, the day comes up every year and being able to share that kind of information with people that might be curious, but also, you know, it just shares, you know, with our church and whoever might be listening, you know, more information that they can be armed with to take the gospel to people in a, in a way that relates to even our culture today, you know, Hey, you know, why are we celebrating St. Patrick's day in the ways that we are currently, you know, well, did you actually know this about him? And it kind of gives you a cool segue into the gospel. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good, Joel. An opportunity to talk about these things as we participate in the tradition of eating green eggs and ham. Hmm. on that day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. With, uh, what was the drink that you have, Joel, from, was it McDonald's? The, the shamrock, shake? shamrock shake? Yeah. The shamrock yeah. shake. Absolutely. They better That's pay us. Idea. They better pay us for this podcast. That's We've right. Advertised. Well, I, you know, you guys, I, I've been chewing on this a lot and I, I just want to be so careful that, that, you know, we, we don't want to put people up higher than they should be. You know, we don't worship saints. We don't pray to saints. Um, but we can't forget their stories. And, and that's, that's a big deal. My, my dad passed away, uh, three years ago and a couple days ago was his birthday. And we got out uh, a photo album, and yeah, we still have those kind of things. Um, <laughs> and and we got out an old photo album, and and just opened it up uh, from the time. And these photos take place from the time I was a baby to the time I graduated. And so my kids are looking at them, and they're asking about my dad, you know. And and it was such a great way to tell his story, and it made me think that you know, God's the God of the living and we inherit eternal life. And so those, those stories, we're not talking about the dead. We're talking about the living. And in many ways, we're talking about the living, they're living in a way that we can, we can only guess. And I think when scripture talks about being surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, perhaps that's a part of it. And it's important to remember their stories and tell their stories. Those are those are my thoughts as I'm just kind of wrapping up our time together. Do you guys have any closing statements? Yeah, I think about the last sermon of our first Peter series when we, you know, learned about uh, elders in the church or teachers or pastors in the church, and they're called to be examples and above reproach. And, um, you know, saints, whether or not they were pastors or overseers, in the same way, you know, you know, we don't pray to saints, but we, they are examples of people we can strive to emulate, obviously uh, pushing to strive to emulate Jesus and all of it, but, you know, seeing their story on earth should be encouraging to us and the fact that we have history to look back at and be encouraged by some of the things they went through and the fact that they persevered to continue to preach Jesus name, uh, we can look up to that as an example. And I would, I would add to that, that the great cloud of witnesses that you've referenced, 
their motivation for us, uh, Hebrews 12.1 says, since, because you are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we're to lay aside all sin and run with endurance the race that's set before us. And so uh, it's a motivation for us today, one that God lays out for us in terms of living in righteousness. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you on this uh, mobile edition of your Friendship Church podcast. We, I appreciate you uh, just making this work today and uh, love this topic. It's something near and dear to my heart. And uh, uh, again, thank you for listening in and engaging. And I'm excited to hear in the days to come from, uh, from our church family, just the stories that come out about uh, following the Lord and and the gospel being furthered. Thank you for joining in and we'll talk to you real soon. God bless you. Fam, thanks for joining in today. We talked about the story of Maywin Sukkot, who later became known as St. Patrick, who brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to Ireland. We are taking the baton from the saints of the past while pursuing Jesus and sharing the gospel. Thanks for engaging with us today. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast.